Hi, I'm Aldias and Medium, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I want to try to bring religion and spirituality closer together, and this is what this pod is all about. I will talk about my own thoughts and feelings as I am both LDS and have spiritual gifts, something that I've had my whole life, but I always thought that it was hard to combine these gifts with my religion. This has torn me into two directions, and I have talked to many people who feel the same way. I can't choose not to have my spiritual gifts, but I can choose how I use them, and I always want to use them for good and to help others. I believe my heavenly parents gave them to me for a reason. So, this is me. Join my quest for knowledge. 1 Nephi chapter 15 Here the chapter starts with Nephi coming back from being carried away in the spirit. He comes back to the tent with his father, and there he finds his brethren disputing about what their father had told them. And the interesting thing he says is that in verse 3, For he truly spake many great things unto them, which were hard to be understood, save a man should inquire of the Lord. And they being hard in their hearts, therefore they did not look unto the Lord as they ought. This sentence hits close to home for me. There are so many things I have a hard time understanding, and so many lessons learned the hard way, because I too sometimes have a hard heart and want to do things my way. Just like Jonah, the Lord has ways to humble hard hearts and put them on the right path. It's a rather humbling experience to have your heart turned to God. We see it through the scriptures, the wheel of a human being, close to God and prosperous, then starting to feel pride, losing sight of God and colding their hearts, misery and wars taking over, having to humble themselves and repent, growing closer to God and becoming prosperous again. Why is it so hard to just stay in the close to God, humble and prosperous part of the cycle? I understand now that starting this pod was mostly for me, what I need to learn and discover about me. And if I can help someone else on this journey, it's just a bonus. But this is the Lord's way of reminding me to keep being humble and close to Him. I love how inspiration flows into me, even if it stings my pride and takes my ego down a couple of notches. The Korean word that comes to mind right now, since I still work on it every day, is araso, which I think means something like I got it. So, I got it, point taken, let's move on. In verse 4 he says something that kind of bothers me. Nephi says, And you they must unavoidably come to pass because of the great wickedness of the children of men. That sounds like he speaks of humans in general and throughout time and deems them wicked. It reminds me of my favorite story about the two wolves that are inside of us and how the wolf inside of us wins because we choose to feed that wolf more. All the people that ask why there is so much pain and suffering in the world, I've been there too. There is a reason why I have taken out news out of my life totally. I never read newspapers or watch news on the TV because it totally messes with my energy field. And I'm so much more happy living in a world where negativity and fear from the world doesn't get pushed into my fields. If something is important enough, I will get to hear about it. But all the other little energy thieves, I don't have to have. Does it make sense? Just like I choose what to eat and put into my body, I also get to choose what I put into my energy fields. I choose music that makes me happy, following people that lifts up my spirit and makes me smile. Seeing posts that are about kindness and helping out gives me so much more than feeding my energy field with all that's bad. 
If I want to shine bright in this world, I need to feed myself with things that make me shine. And it's all about changing the focus. I focus on choosing to see the love in life, the goodness, the kindness, and actively pursuing that every day. You either ride the escalator up or down, but it's your choice in which direction it goes. Nephi gets to see in which direction his people is going. He sees the wars and the destruction, and he felt overcome because of it. And when his brethren asked him to clarify, he simply says, And I said unto them, Have you inquired of the Lord? That simple statement tells me how important it is for us to seek personal revelations. We need to ask ourselves, Yes, we can seek counseling from others, but we should never forget that we have the greatest power at our service, and that is our personal power of revelation. With that said, I think that everything becomes better the more we train and practice. How do you receive revelation? Through the scriptures, prayer, church, leaders, friends, inspiration from the Spirit, or other ways. No matter how you get it, using it often helps to grow the gifts you have. So the brother's answer is that it's no use to ask God, for the Lord maketh no such thing known unto us. I wonder why that would be. You think it might be because no matter what he says, they will not listen? Remember that they have seen angels and still not really listen to even an angel appearing before them. So the question Nephi asks them in verse 10 is a valid question. How is it that ye do not keep the commandments of the Lord? How is it that ye will perish because of the hardness of your hearts? That is a question I think about a lot. Why is it easier to choose evil than good, wrong over right? I work at a school with six-year-old children, and I'm so amazed sometimes over the choices they make. Why take up a rock and throw it at a window? Why trip someone who is walking past with a plate full of food? My kids make fun of me because I have never in my life been that kind of person to play pranks on others. I just don't understand the why behind it. I have a hard time laughing at other people's misery. Don't get me wrong, I almost died laughing when I saw some cows on the ice having a hard time keeping the balance, but they weren't hurt. But my point is, if you have two choices and you always follow the path of least resistance, why do people choose what I think is the wrong one? Because the repentance process later on won't be easy. So why not choose the right in the beginning? I guess it's because to ask in faith, believing in receiving, and diligently keeping the commandments is harder to do, as we learn in verse 11. After this we learn about the house of Israel, and it is compared to an olive tree. But the thing that caught my eye is in verse 17, where it says, The Lord may show his power unto the Gentiles, for the very cause that he shall be rejected of the Jews, or of the house of Israel. Someone once told me that the Jews were the only people who could crucify Christ, and that is why he was born there. How true that statement is, is a little clarified by this scripture. Verse 19 and 20 talks about the restoration of the Jews in the latter days. I would think that we are in the middle of the latter days right now, and it says that the house of Israel will be restored and they should no more be confounded, neither should they be scattered again. So now the brethren is pacified and humbles themselves before the Lord, and they start asking questions about the vision of the tree of life. This is a long chapter, and there is so much to cover. And this we covered in 1 Nephi 8 and 1 Nephi 11. 
Reading this almost makes me laugh because I feel how Nephi, in order to protect his brethren and to help guide them on the right path, uses a very colorful language. I did exhort them with all the energies of my soul and with all the faculty which I possess that they would give heed to the words of God and remember to keep his commandments always in all things. Lead them away to destruction, filthiness, swallowed up, awful gulf, separated the wicked, awful hell that was prepared for the wicked are some of the words that was used. That got them thinking and asked if this meant torment of the body. I guess they are a little shook up and if I answer that there will come a day of judgment where one will be judged after one's work. Verse 34, I say unto you, the kingdom of God is not filthy and there cannot any unclean thing enter into the kingdom of God. It's that simple. Nothing unclean, and I interpret this as more spiritually unclean, can come into the kingdom of God. But I will close this chapter off with some words from the last verse. Verse 36. That tree of life, whose fruit is most precious and most desirable above all other fruits, yea, and it is the greatest of all the gifts of God. Now let's jump back to 1 Nephi 11, 21-22. And the angel said unto me, Behold the Lamb of God, even the Son of the Eternal Father, knowing thou the meaning of the tree which thy father saw. And I answered him, saying, Yea, it is the love of God, which sheddeth itself abroad in the hearts of the children of men. Wherefore, it is the most desirable above all things. So, is love the greatest gift God has given us? But love can be selfish. That is why the word grace of God is more fitting term. It holds unconditionality, no strings attached. God's love for us is eternal and unconditional. It is so much bigger than we can perceive in this body. And to show us a little bit of that, He gave up His highly beloved Son to atone for us. So this was my take on chapter 15. I really got so many thoughts and emotions running through me reading this chapter. And I realized that even this endeavor of reading the Book of Mormon with my different glasses on is also for me. So thank you for doing it with me. Be the light, share the light, spread the light, shine. This is my journey. Thank you so much for keeping me company today. Please download, like, share and subscribe and help spread the light and spread the word to expand our community. Let's bring more love, peace and unity to this world. Take care of yourself and your loved ones. Always be grateful, kind and loving. Be brave and remember to step out of your comfort zone and smile. If you support us on Patreon, you will get access to our meditations and extra materials so you can download them as mp3. Also, we now have a Facebook group which you can access from our Facebook community. Please answer the questions as you apply to participate. It will be a safe haven where we can keep discussing religion and spirituality, our spiritual gifts and self-development. Remember, one person can make a difference, but together we can change the world.